Welcome to the Million Dollar Multi-Op Podcast. Here, you're going to find education, entertainment, and a little inspiration on how to get to the next level. Are you a DJ company owner that's looking for the secret sauce? Congrats, you found it. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, David Osborne with BlueprintLearn.com. I want to get things kicked off today with one of my favorite quotes that's changed my life in the past couple of years. If your business depends on you, you don't own a business. You have a job. And it's the worst job in the world because you're working for a lunatic. That's a quote by Michael Gerber, who wrote the book, The E-Myth. What Michael's talking about is the idea of working in the business versus on the business. And if you ever want to have sustainability and scalability, you have to have a business that doesn't rely on your input in order to survive and thrive. You have to build it out past yourself. In today's podcast, I'm going to give you my five essentials for a scalable business. I'm going to ask you five questions. I actually want you to answer to yourself, yes or no. If your answer is yes, bingo, that's wonderful. There's probably still some work to be done. If no, you need to make this an action item probably for the new year. Okay, let's dive right in. Question number one. Does your business operate smoothly without your constant involvement or intervention? Yes or no? Just knee-jerk reaction. Is that a yes or a no? Okay, you need to have operational independence. That means you need to have systems, processes, and then delegate really amazing humans to operate those systems. A system is just a series of tasks that are replicatable that other people can operate for consistent results. Think of a fast food restaurant. When you go to a Chick-fil-A or a McDonald's or whatever your favorite is, you want that product to taste the same every single time. Well, guess what good news those fast food restaurants have mastered the art of delegation and systems. They figured out how to streamline a process for making that food taste the same way every time. And then they teach and they delegate people to learn how to operate those systems. You can do the same thing. And that's for your DJs, that's for photo booth attendance, that's for operational things like sales and uh, marketing and social media. Everything can have a system and people can learn how to operate those systems. So if you personally are, re are relied upon by your staff to make the business run, you don't have a scalable business. Two, question number two. Do you have a team that not only understands their roles, but also takes initiative and contributes ideas for improvement? That's a big one, right? Because it's a two-part thing. Do you have a team that understands their role? Have you done a great job of explaining what their role is with a standard operating procedure? Have you explained what their job description is? Are they clearly understanding what that is? And are you able to measure them on that? Are you communicating with them if they understand? Do you have quarterly one-on-ones? Do you have yearly evaluations? How do you make sure that they understand their role? And do those people take initiative and contribute ideas for the improvement of their role and things beyond their role? Are you open to their ideas? 
Will you implement other people's ideas or are you the gatekeeper and only you, the company owner, can decide what happens? I highly encourage you to think about surveying your staff. I recently, uh, through mentor pods, learned about SWOT analysis and I have implemented a SWOT analysis at our last quarterly meeting and it's made a world of difference. We've asked uh, staff for their input on things they think are important, things they think we're great at, and then we created um, priorities for this quarter to improve. So we are currently doing that. We're making sure that our staff feels included and feels empowered to make us stronger. Question number three, have you integrated technology to streamline operations, reducing the need for manual input in repetitive tasks? Let's say that little part again, right? Integrated technology, automation. These are things like, I'm gonna give a shout out to Eric Massingale. Things like automate your DJ EP or simple or whatever that program might be. Do you have automations set up to reply when you're not physically replying? We all have a lot of leads coming in. Are you tracking those leads? Are you putting them in a system? Do you have a system that replies and sounds out automated emails and text messages? That's crucial. Beyond that, there's lots of other technology that you can use. Things like Calendly to set up your appointments. Things like Loom, L-O-O-M, to screen record and send things out to explain things to people very easily. Uh, having a Zoom account or a Google Meet. There's so much technology that we can be using on the working on the business side of things, not just working in the business. So we're not talking about DJ software. We're talking about things that actually make your business run better. Do you have things in place to help with those repetitive tasks? Question number four. Is your business recognized by customers and clients for its unique brand and quality of service or products? So basically, what's your market presence? This is a problem I used to have when I first started scaling our team and started training DJs, that even though other people would show up with our company logo on their shirt, they still knew that those people weren't me, the company owner. And there was a clear difference in their minds that this person's not David. And they had feelings about that. And they're like, we just want David. And that's, if you're a multi-op owner that's really trying to scale, you don't want people only asking for you because there's a shelf life on that. There's no scalability to that. You want people to ask for everyone else. So that means you have to have a lot of consistency in the value realization by clients and vendors and venues. That means your team needs to be trained to all deliver a similar product or service. That means that the social media representation, the Google reviews, everything that's out there is showcasing everyone in the same light and showcasing that everyone can produce the same stuff, right? We wanna make sure that everyone in the market, all your couples, all your clients, all your corporate clients, they understand that your brand does X, Y, Z, and the person that shows up with the logo on the polo shirt, it doesn't matter which person it is because they know they're going to get a great result. That is the same thing like we talk about with the with fast food restaurants. If I go to a, uh, a Chick-fil-A in my town in Athens, Georgia, I know that all of them are going to provide a very, very similar experience. It doesn't matter which one I go to. It's, that's what we're talking about. We want it to be the same experience. We want people to feel that way. And now, 
Question number five. Do you have a clear vision for the future of your business, including plans for growth, potential succession, and maintaining your personal well-being? Are you ready for the future? Okay. Now, this one's going to be my weak area because some of these things I can answer yes to, some of these things I cannot. So I have a clear vision for the future of the business, and I've communicated it pretty well to some of our staff. I could do a better job of communicating and documenting that vision. Plans for growth. Do you have documented plans for growth? One year, three years, five years, where you want to go? Is that laid out? Uh, do you have 20% growth goals for next year? 25%, 10%, where are you trying to go next year? Are you trying to open a new division? What's that going to cost? Have you thought about this stuff? Is it documented? I'd say that a lot of that's in my head, but I don't have it on paper. So that's kind of an in-between for me. Potential succession. What's going to happen if and when you need to leave the business? Meaning someday you're going to pass on whether you want to or not. Someday you're going to maybe want to retire. Someday you might just want a career change. So are you going to sell your business to the highest bidder? Are you going to close shop? Are you going to give it to your kids? Are you going to make your business employee owned? I suggest that you have a plan. And I'll tell you that I do not. But that's something I need to work on myself. And then last, maintaining personal well-being. Are you able to prioritize your well-being as well as the company growth? Or are you... Um, are you suffering at all costs to keep the thing afloat? I would say that if you would have asked me two years ago, I would have, it would have been a resounding no. It would have been like, oh my gosh, I work 80 hours a week just to keep this thing moving. And now I can say that I actually carve out time. I exercise three days a week. I make sure I do something every day that brings me joy. And I, I have boundaries on my time. I don't work on Sundays. It's a family day. I stop working at 5 p.m. every day to make sure I spend time with my kids. I might do some emails in the evening, but there's a chunk of time where I don't have meetings and I don't have calls. Where are your boundaries? Where's your plan? Where's your head out? Where you're starting to plan for the future? Again, I am going to kind of round this, these five questions out with that same quote that I started with. If your business depends on you, you don't own a business. You have a job. And it's the worst job in the world because you're working for a lunatic. Again, that's Michael Gerber, the author of The E-Myth. If you have not read The E-Myth or listened to, if you know me, you know I'm not reading any books. If you give me a book with paper in it, chances are it's going to sit on a shelf or it's going to sit on a coffee table and then it's going to be sold at a yard sale. I am an audiobook guy. I'm a listener. I like to listen while I drive. So if you've, you should listen to it. You should read it. But you should need to consume that book in some way if you haven't because it is a great perspective shift for so many of you that are listening. Here's a... Real talk fact, almost all of us started as a DJ as a side hustle of some kind, meaning you had another job or maybe it was your first job, but it was started as a hobby. It was fun and you hustled. You worked so hard in the business. That means you were doing the job. You were DJing constantly. You were throwing parties constantly and you got to a point where you wanted to scale. Here's the fact. The skill set involved with scaling is a completely different skill set than the hustle that got you to the point where you want to scale. Let me say that again. 
that hustle mentality that gets you to the point where you need and need to start scaling is in fact not the skill set that will help you scale. It's almost the opposite because you have to step back from the hustle, start to build systems and delegate, empower your employees, bring on automation with technology, develop a consistent brand aware uh, brand presence and market presence, and then you have to be ready for the future. And this has to be documented. You have to work on the business. And the E-Myth is a book that will help you get in that perspective. Okay, those were my five essentials for a scalable business. And I want to end this podcast with two final things. Number one, I have been overwhelmed with the number of text messages and Facebook messages and Instagram DMs and emails from so many of you who are loving this podcast. And I can't tell you like, you, you know, I'm on this side of the microphone and you're on that side of the speaker or the AirPods or wherever you're listening. And I can't tell you enough that I, taking the time, carving out the time to produce a podcast like this for y'all is a lot. It's a lot of extra work that I wasn't planning on adding into my schedule. And seeing those messages and reading those messages, yeah, man, that's what keeps me going. That's what, want, that, that's what keeps me motivated to put out more and to create more content that you'll enjoy. So keep those messages coming. It's, it's my fuel and I, I, I love it a lot. If you have the mechanics to do it, um, go on Spotify or whatever platform and give this thing a five-star rating because it, it helps the algorithm. It helps more people find it. It helps it stay top of mind for you and you know, share it with somebody or you know, whatever you can do. Leave it a review, whatever your, your platform will allow for. Subscribe if you can. You know, just help that algorithm going. That gives me fuel to keep on going. Number two, I say this at the end of every podcast, but we have free resources at blueprintlearn.com slash resources. Today's no different, but good news is we actually have a new free resource that we didn't have before, added a little bit to the, uh, to the arsenal. We now have an event DJ hiring filter tool. So it is a four-part framework that you can download and check out that I use to go through my pile of applicants that I got uh, through my recruiter and go through them to find the gold to get them into my training program. So it's, that, it's, that, it's bridging that gap between the recruitment phase and the training phase. So it's the hiring piece and I share my framework and that free resource. So go check it out. And again, thank you so much and we'll see you on the next podcast. 